0: There's some, you know, this is an interesting one. So we'll see, we'll see. You're, I'm pretty, yes. Jess. Hold on. Y- yes, Jess. <laughs> Hold
1: on. on a scale from one to 10, how much do you regret doing a podcast with me?
0: One, wait, which one is regret? I from don't one, know. Which side? Um, well, I'll just let you figure it out then. On a scale of one to 10, how much do I regret? Seven and a half.
1: That's really
0: high. Oh wait, but you didn't. You didn't know which side. That's so how assuming... I'm choosing
1: to interpret it. That's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the opposite. One is a regret. Ten is no regrets.
1: So you have a my. You have a three. You have a three and a half amount of regrets in your
0: mind. Two and a half, which is okay. What important? is the two and a
1: half in your mind? Oh, I don't know. Is that right? Two and a half. If it's seven and a half. Yeah. yeah okay, that's math. I don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is why the rest of this podcast is going to be really important for you. We're going, to talk, <laughs> we're going to talk about finances, and I think you need to learn the difference between.
1: So mean. <laughs> is it? Is it because like my the perfect bubble you have of like how awesome I was was burst? Is that like one point, and then the other one is like I could be hanging out with my daughter. And, like the other half point is like this is too much work.
0: No, no, none of those. I need to know. No, no, none of those. The. And I, I don't even know if it says actually as high as two and a half. Um, I would say it's just anything in my life right now that takes time, I have to uh make a, an assessment of mm-hmm. of like, okay, all right, I've you know, I've committed to doing this. Um because my life is is raising my daughter uh and trying to, you know uh work on spec on writing on acting and all that type of stuff. So any moment I can get to get things done is precious. Yeah. But but look, I I've told you, uh, and I hope our listeners understand, I love being here with you. Um so really two and a half, that's way too high.
1: Yeah, and just so you know, for as like confident as I am, I'm also like insecure sometimes, you know? So it's like, oh fuck. I also so here's the problem with me, and, and it's a good and bad problem, because I'm so effusive and because I'm so emotional and because I hate it when like actors are like I'm an empath, and I even say that in this episode. So we, re- we recorded with our guest uh, earlier in the week, and you and I recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and there's actors out there like I'm empathetic, and so, but I'm empathetic in the sense that um, I can I can put myself in someone else's shoes pretty easily. And I think that's necessary as an actor, right? But my mom called me an exposed nerve. I'm jumping all over the place. So I thought that by because of the way I expressed myself or because of the way I, sh- I saw my family express themselves, that if other people weren't expressing themselves that way, that meant that they didn't feel the same way that I did. So if like someone wasn't an effusive caretaker they didn't like to ca- take care of me or if someone wasn't a praiseful teacher I wasn't worthy of praise or you know so it takes that, that, that's why I say that introverts thank God you're not an introvert uh introverts are like the most challenging thing I've ever had to deal with because they don't emote really mm. and you can paint your insecurities on them really easily so it's been a, a large calibration in my life to realize that People express themselves in different ways, and so the best thing I can do is just ask for clarity, and assume that they're telling me the truth. The truth.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, ask, and you shall receive.
1: Ugh, God, now you hate me. See, this is how my brain works. <laughs> Spiraling. Oh, I can't yeah. believe she's this crazy.
0: <laughs> well, no, you interpreted my um, see right. My you interpreted my inability to respond with something emotional a- or thoughtful. Thoughtful. Had, had anything to do with you? No. It was literally all about me going, ah, what can I say that would be good right now? And so I stopped myself from saying anything. So it had or, nothing to do with you.
1: Or you're like, I could be writing my script right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Jess, do you ever find on these hot summer days that things get a little extra sweaty in places that you know are uncomfortable? You so, know what I, Okay, go ahead. Keep No, on no, going. You could, no, no, no. I should let you answer that question. Well, it, no, it I just
1: wanted to get clarification on a, a little more uncomfortable. So, like, sweaty—is mm-hmm. it comfortable under your armpits, but not? Or I'm just, I just okay, here. I'm going to let you carry on the thought. Because I'm, try- I'm just trying to get the picture of what you mean.
0: Well, I mean things. Uh, sure, your armpits, yes, of course. Um, but I also mean those harder to reach places, you know? Uh, things that sometimes people refer to as swamp ass, you know? Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to say that. I was, like, trying to think, like, is there, with swamp butt? Is there, like, swamp a nicer, way to, nicer no. way to say it? uh moist cheeks no
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, or a wet a wet credit card swiper (laughs) but i think swamp ass is now going to be our our new uh like logo sign like swamp ass we need a shirt that says swamp ass um (laughs) i think no one is exempt from potentially experiencing swamp ass in, in one one time in their
0: life or not exactly and if, can you imagine that if you also had hair in the region how much more difficult it would be for you
1: speaking as someone who has no hair anywhere i can't imagine
0: mm. speaking as somebody who's the opposite uh it's it's a daily struggle just oh. and but thank god for the chopper 2000 Chopper
1: 3.0. <laughs>
0: Thank God for the Chopper 3.0.
1: No, what's the best part is you are in the future using the even better model. That's how successful Smooth My Balls has been.
0: It's not just, it's not just good for your balls. It's good mm. for mm. any unwanted hair that you might have on your body.
1: Listen, I'm going to get real. I'm scared when I use a razor in that area. You, you should know? be. I'm I'm nervous.
0: I mean, not only for the the possibility that you might nick yourself,
1: um, <laughs> nick yourself being the <laughs> operative word there. Yeah.
0: But also, you know, uh, when you use a straight razor, you really open yourself up to razor rash, uh, ingrown hairs. Um, it can be quite unpleasant after the shaving. But the Chopper three point two thousand mm-hmm. is. Wow, it's really one of the sort of smoothest, easiest, most effective um, <gasps> shaving devices out there.
1: That's great, and, and and now, but so so here, what here's what here's what I'm worried about though is that we still have a situation where we're going to sweat and stink, even if we are curated down there. Like, so what am I going to do about that swamp ass? What about well, swamp legs or swamp claptrap? What am I going to do about those things?
0: Well, all I could say is that you're probably going to want to keep it as clean as you possibly can.
1: Right. Okay, fair. But I don't understand that, so can you explain it to me?
0: Well, there's some really good soap out there that could help you stay clean, especially if you use it on a daily basis. Maybe even more than once a day if it's really hot out there. Bubbles and Things has just the right soap for you. Do
1: they? That is so good to know.
0: They do. Not only... Is it easy on the skin? Not only does it cleanse in a natural way, but it's shaped like your favorite shapes. Like for, <laughs> Pri- for Pride Month, I think they have a, uh, a rainbow soap bar. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what? That sounds like excellent gifts to give my friends that I'm proud of.
0: Sure. Do a lot of your friends have swamp ants? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: To well, <laughs> smootheyeballs.com slash ydkn and pod uh, and get your turf chopper <laughs> 3.5 thousand and go to bubbles and things soap and yo- use the ydkn pod. Uh, fucking code it. Check out. Uh, Nick, good job. <laughs> wow. So Nick, let's uh, calibrate. We we didn't have you last week, and I was forced to play back the doc talk, which actually I thought was really nice because it really was like the beginnings of us realizing we enjoyed talking to each other to some extent.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: But now that means I've missed. But now that means, excuse me, that means I missed out on like two weeks of understanding you and how you understand the 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 generation gap. How are you doing? How's your brain?
0: Uh, I tell you, it is, it is expanding. Yeah. Every, every day, you know, this conversation has really, I don't know, it's opened up some synapses. That's not, um, it's opened up some I pathways.
1: Created new synapses.
0: There we go. Thank you.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. Re- Pathed new
0: synapses. It's, it's unlocked some synaptic connections that were closed. That's yeah. yes. Yes. Because on. we only use 10% of our brain at most at any given time. A lot of it's just locked up. But thanks to this conversation, thanks to you, Jess. Me? Not, yeah, well, you unlocked this. I didn't even know. Like, I, when we first started this, I was like, hey, Jess, uh, I like talking to you. You know more shit than I do. Tell me things. But now I'm like thinking generational. I'm seeing generational everywhere I go. I'm raising generation. A generation. generation Alpha, I think they call it. People are referring to it as generation Alpha,
1: because they went back to the beginning of the alphabet.:
0: I guess. I have no idea, yeah, probably. and then it's going to be beta. I don't know who knows.
1: It's kind of odd. I, I wonder be... if I wonder if she'll grow up and be like, "Screw that."
0: Probably. You know what I was thinking it should be if you're really following the alphabet. When you do the alphabet, at the end you say, you, you, you say, you know, when you sing the song, A, B, C, e, D, you know whatever,
1: uh-huh
0: you say. Now I know my ABCs. And I thought maybe they could follow that. And then we would have Generation Now. Oh. Generation I. Uh huh. Generation No. Right. Right? Those are pretty, that's, those are some pretty cool generation names.
1: Honestly, yes. I would, I, I very rarely think anything you have to say is interesting or, or, or correct, <laughs> but that is, I do actually really like that.
0: Did you, see that? you could see that progression. Generation now, that makes sense. We need to deal with things now. There's an immediate concerns, right? We got to take care of our, our climate and our environment. You know, that we have to clean up from the, the sort of the sins of the past. Think, there's an immediacy now. Right. And then once you get that done, it saves room for the next generation to be focused on the I. I. Who am I? Who am I in this place? And then that takes us to generation no. A deeper sense of knowing when we combine the now and the I and the I we get knowledge. I think we're
1: gonna have to do research as to how the other words like my generation my generation a B C won't generation won't generation <laughs> sing but the the theory is is really strong and, and again this is something I've mentioned about you before that I that truly honestly gets me excited when you talk this way. Um, you really understand the power that just the word itself has. And very few people realize that um, our our words are invocations of things. Just by saying, I know this, you have internalized that. Uh, my brother reminds me of this, like, go enjoy that, but go in joy. Go, uh, so mm-hmm. like breaking down the words and realizing that they're, there's meaning there beyond just communication. You 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 tend to do a lot of uh reflective thought regards with regards to that. And if anyone could hear my cat is purring right now, so if I'm not going to edit that out. I just that if you hear a light purr, that's my kitty cat.
0: It means your cat is really enjoying this this conversation.
1: True? Yes. I was going to make a swamp ass joke somehow like she might <laughs> but I don't I can't. anyway. Carry on.
0: Well, look, on the point that you're making, uh, you know, it's it's fascinating when we look at language and words, um, because we how do I don't want to say this words are incredibly fallible. Um, they I, a word may mean one thing to me and something else to you. Therefore, half the time when we're communicating, we may not actually be really communicating. Um, and if you really want to communicate with somebody effectively, you should probably ask, hey, did <laughs> did you understand what I just said? What's your meaning of that word? Kind of like you did earlier in this podcast. You oh said. good,
1: I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. So yeah. just like the clarification, like are we on the same mm-hmm. page, right?
0: And then we very often use these vague general words as if they have meaning like good, bad, better, worse. Right.
1: I'm fine or whatever. And
0: you want to talk about words that really mean something different from one person to the next. You may not even be talking about the same thing. Um, And so, but we use those words all the time, especially in like close relationships, you know, and usually this is one of the biggest instigators of interpersonal conflict, especially in relationships, because half the time you'll start arguing about stuff and you'll be using these vague general words but you won't actually be arguing about the same thing mm. and if you stop you'll start to realize what you're really arguing about what what an argument really is about is about winning. It's not actually about understanding the other person and getting to the and getting to the meat of it if you step back and you look at your words and you eliminate some of those you know really those shortcut words like good, bad, right, wrong, those types of things, um, and you get some more specific words, you'll get closer to having real communication. you get a lot closer to it. So I always say words are really fallible. They, uh, you know, they have a lot of problems with it. However, the words you choose to use are of the utmost importance mm. because they're so valuable or uh, fallible. Um, so it's important to choose your words. Well, I like them.
1: actually valuable is a, is a funny um sort of serendipitous thing to say that too because if you treat your words with value that you only have a certain amount of money to spend with with each sentence you could treat your like go oh i want to spend a dollar on this sentence and make sure i'm super clear and this word is a 25 cent word this one's a five cent like i'm just i'm just creating a uh i'm just creating a philosophy right in in front of your eyes about how to (laughs)
0: Well, it's good you're connecting language to finances, which is great. so right on topic for what we're we'll totally. I
1: will. I will say before we move on, you'll and you'll notice this now, and it'll annoy you now that I pointed it out. But as I talk, I will change the traje- trajectory of my sentence like two or three times before I finish the sentence. Uh, almost always, uh, not the majority of it is because. I'm excited to talk and I have the idea. I also don't think before I speak a lot. And I like that impulsivity of myself because it it stops me from second-guessing myself, which is a huge uh, deterrent in improv. Another time I'll share a story with you about how my family made fun of me and how it made me scared to say things in the right timing so I couldn't be funny. And then how improv changed that. Mm. But I think it's... I will say I'm glad your brain's opening and mine is too in the opposite direction I'm realizing how little I know. I used to think like oh I understand Gen X and I underst- I get it all and now I'm realizing I'm very very core mi- millennial and I thinking I know it all is a symptom of that. <laughs>
0: mhm. That is quintessential millennials.
1: Yeah, it's 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 been a it's just been a very enjoyable eye-opening eye-opening experience so so we do have a really exciting guest and there's it just so happens there's a lot of things going on with the market with money um the market is a confusing place wouldn't you agree like purposefully if you don't know if uh, there's so many ways to jump into this topic millennials it- are broke. Millennials don't have the same wealth that their parents did. There's a Bloomberg article that came out that literally said millennials are running out of time to build wealth and it's scary and it's true and and a lot of that I think is derivative of the fact that we don't know a, a lot. We, we weren't taught to understand this stuff. It's also derivative of political choices and social security and the boomers and all that but there's so many things.
0: Yeah I mean this uh... What we're going to get into today, you know, is important because like you were alluding to, you know, we, nobody gets a financial education when they're kids, like not, not standardized in any way whatsoever. You might get a financial education if you have parents who are smart enough to give you one. Um, but even, even me and my family, I come from, my father was a, uh, he was an executive businessman at Chrysler, you know, uh, very much, you know, a, you know, somebody who saved and was very, very by the book and was and was and, and instilled in his kids the, you know, hard work, save your money and, you know, save for the future and all that type of stuff. But still, I don't think I, I didn't get a good financial education. Like, really? How, like, how should I be managing stuff? I and mean, it's got the basic general, like, save your money. Right. Which is important. It's good. Save your money. Um, but there's so much more out there that now I'm coming into awareness of, and, and part of it for me, you know, also is, and, and you as well, is that we're we're actors, uh, and it's as a art- big
1: part of it, it's a big part of it.
0: As as artists, we just don't have the headspace for that type of stuff, um, and so you know, I have older brothers. Now, granted, they're more a little more Generation X, uh, but they have all in a much different sort of headspace than I am. They have been. You know, they have normal jobs. They take percentage of their income. They put it into savings. They put it into investments. They have financial advisors and all that sort of stuff. Um, But I think that, you know, for myself and I think for a lot of uh, millennials, it seems to be, is that for whatever reason, um, you know, they didn't get a good financial education. Maybe they didn't get good, high-quality, consistent-paying jobs in order to – feel like they can save on a regular basis sure totally um maybe the recession was was a, was a part of this as well
1: student debt is an, is an element of it the housing mm-hmm. bubble has to be part of it
0: um, and then also a cultural thing like this this is you know of not talking about your finances um you know interesting my like boomers my my father no, you, that is something you do not talk about. You do not talk about money, how much money you make. The only people who knew how much money my father made were was my mother and my father's boss, and God. And God, yes. I mean, you know, eventually I learned. You know, you know, as as I got older, he he kind of relaxed a little bit. But no, that finances is not something you talk about. And I think that trickled down. I think I think that's changed now. I think a lot. You know a lot of people now are encouraging people to talk about finances so that you know we can get better pay equity so that we can understand like you know get better wages in general um equity higher and, yeah.
1: and people getting paid, paid fairly for the job they're doing as opposed to making cents on the dollar differences
0: mm-hmm.
1: ethnic differences or or gender, gender differences yeah
0: um so that like that's a cultural shift that that is happening, but I think uh, millennials are definitely victims of being raised by people who don't talk about money culturally.
1: Yeah, that's a, 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 a an element I hadn't considered. Um, uh, with regards, and I, I'm I'm definitely we've talked about this before with like, Oh, we can blame the recession or we can blame certain elements that were outside of ourselves. We can blame our parents, but I also don't want personally, I don't want to ascribe my own difficulties to someone else's shortcomings, or I don't want to ever, um, not take responsibility for something I could change. Mm -hmm. So I, I try not to look for all these excuses as to why, um, And I think that doesn't mean that those things didn't have outside – those things didn't have their influence on the situation, but also how I watched my father deal with money and my mother not deal with money is influencing how I deal with money and and our relationship with it. Um, And so, yeah, so today we get to – speak with a guy who is like all in on cryptocurrency and what we talked a little bit about crypto cryptocurrency because you're you're learning about that as a as a means to r- change your financial situation yeah
0: yeah 100 i know mean, first off this is important i'm going to do it do a disclaimer it's important to have a disclaimer every time you talk about this stuff but you know we are not financial advisors uh, this is not financial advice this is purely speculation for
1: speculation inter-
0: and for entertainment and education, you know, sure, 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 if sure. you ever decide to invest anything, do your own due diligence, never invest more than what you're willing to lose. And We're not selling
1: you a, a, an app to go buy this stuff. <laughs>
0: you know, but legally you have to say this type of stuff, right? Because great, it's, great. because it's important um, for people to understand this, especially in the crypto world, because it is very speculative. Um, but no, I started even before crypto last, last year or so, started looking at just investments in general, trying to understand the stock market better. You know, you could give your money to a financial guy or gal and they can, you know, do a good job of earning a, you know, 5%, 10% yield or whatever it is, uh, you know, over the course of a year. And, and over time, you know, that's how you build towards retirement. Um, but if you don't have, if you haven't, if you don't have a huge chunk, there are ways in which if you learn how to invest your money, you can do better than a financial advisor. You also could do a lot worse. So you have to be smart about it. Um, but there are ways in which if you get an education, you can do it. And for me as an actor, when I look at like financial security, when I look at retirement, I'm like, well, the fastest way for me to be able to um to Either one ha- build for retirement or two earn extra income would be to understand how this stuff works. Now, it is very complex. It isn't that simple, and no one should have any illusions that you're going to listen to a podcast and know what to do. In fact, I've been studying for a year and a half now, and I, you know, I have a five to ten year time frame in terms of my knowledge absorption. Right. So, I've learned what I can. Some of it sticks, some of it washes yeah, away. Yep, yep. Um, but now last year was a very particular year. I mean, but just by moving, you know, a little bit of money into the stock market in a smart way um, with, you know, blue chip stocks and, you know, just over time it's made a decent amount of return, much better than it would have sitting in my savings account, right? You, you, what people need to understand is, and this is something that I didn't understand until I started getting into this, is that if you take your money, and you put it in a savings account. It will lose value over time, and it's crazy that that's true, but it is true. So you're going to lose value on your money if you just sit on it. If you have ten thousand dollars in your account right now, in ten years it'll still be called ten thousand dollars, but it won't have the buying power of ten thousand dollars as it does today. So it loses value. If you put that ten thousand dollars in a, you know, with, in a safe index fund or you know or something that earns a 5% return over time, you can beat out inflation. And so that's what people need to do to at least at the bare minimum not lose money. So you need to figure out how to invest smartly so that your money, so you don't lose money. Hmm. And if you can invest even smarter, you can maybe beat the sort of safe, low-risk returns and make more money on the year. And on top of that, there is... We're in a sort of particular time right now with crypto where you can get very large returns on your money.
1: So, I uh it lightly got brought up on my stream yesterday, and um, normally I have like 20 to 30 people like tune in, tune out, and I'll, I'll, I'll tweet, go, hey, come check out my. Stream Because some people that uh, know that I stream, like the conversion isn't always everyone that follows me on Twitter goes to watch me on Twitch. And someone who follows me on Twitter or probably has found me from something else finally went to go watch my stream and we were talking about cryptocurrency. And they went and I turned off immediately. I was like, and they, they even said, saw that you were talking about the finer points of cryptocurrency and I tuned out. And I was like, first of all, A, why the fuck did you tell me that? Because I don't give a shit. And B, I wasn't expecting my friend Scott to have the opinions that he did as well. That that, um, And I didn't realize this was part of the conversation. So a lot of people think that uh, cryptocurrency is bullshit and that the Federal Reserve or like the, the government can at any point can pull the ripcord and say, fuck this, it's over. And then all, nothing has value anymore. So there's people out there who also think that this is really um, not what's happening. I, I, I equate it to we, – and we talked about this a little bit with our guest as well, but like Beanie Babies. Um, you could have made money getting Beanie Babies if you sold your Beanie Baby after you bought your Beanie Baby, not holding on to it for 12 years and hope that it gets more – You know, if you were in on the turnover at that moment, you were likely going to make money. And so like the shit coins like Dogecoin and ComRocket, <laughs> if you get in <laughs> – That day, you can get out and get, you know, 600% 600 return on that, but just get out that day or get out that next week. But there is also that contingency of people that don't think cryptocurrency is even worth all this conversation. So what do you say to people with regards to that?
0: I say thank you. Don't think about it. You know what? Because it helps keep the price down for me to figure out how I can get more of it. Because if everybody starts, you know, if everybody started, if everybody knew that it was how valuable it was, and they rushed to the market, the price would go up, and I wouldn't be able to afford it at these low prices. Um, you know, look, it's it is, it is speculative, but you got to look at it a little bit like you can't look at it like currency, um, or just like currency. Though today, El Salvador just passed it as a legal tender in the country. So for the first time ever, Bitcoin uh, is going to be a currency in a, in a country that you can go and buy and, and sell things with.
1: Not the exclusive currency. If it just, just like no. El Salvador cleared. Do you want to
0: know what the other currency is primarily used in El Salvador? The American the, dollar. The
1: U.S. dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it has so been so inflated and undervalued that they've, they've gone to this step. And this is what, you know, people who are big into Bitcoin, this is what their argument is. The more and more the the dollar and fiat currency, which is basically government issued money, continues to you know borrow and go into debt and print new money based on nothing. Um, the more the, the, the value of it is going to decrease, um, and the more people are going to move to to things like Bitcoin, where um, the value isn't controlled by any sort of central centralized system. Governments at the end of the day have no choice but to embrace blockchain technology now will they embrace Bitcoin I don't know but because it's decentralized meaning that there is no central person or entity or group controlling it um, it makes it very uh, appealing to people who want to not be controlled by government and 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 gives it a, gives it it's you know, extra value. Now, governments are going to tax it. And they are taxing it now. and They're going to try to regulate it. Um, but they're also at the same time developing their own digital currencies using blockchain technology. Um, that's what China's doing right now. It's why they banned Bitcoin because they're developing their own digital currency. And oh, that they makes want, so much sense. And they want it to have value. Um, in fact, they want it to become the, the standard. I mean, China... And then we can and, be
1: indebted to them in that way.
0: Exactly. Well, we already are indebted to China. I know that. Um, but uh, right now, China and the U.S. are like in a race to like whose dollar is going to be, you know, whose fiat currency is going to be the standard for the globe, right? And so, so this is their play on moving into digital currencies. Oh,
1: that's interesting. That's interesting, huh?
0: So, so you have, you have to also understand that this is technology, right? This isn't just currency. Is blockchain technology. So instead of thinking of it as like, oh, currency and governments aren't going to let it happen. And that may or may not be the case with Bitcoin. Um, But Bitcoin's sort of like direction it's moving isn't moving as as an exchange the way that they're doing it in El Salvador. But it'll be interesting to see how it turns out in El Salvador. It's moving as a store of uh, value like gold, where you can put your money there and it will appreciate over time. Um, it's a safe way of of having money appreciate over time. It's people invest in gold, people invest in silver, and things like that. Um, but the technology that's that's developed, this blockchain technology, that's what interests me the most, and that's what's not going to go away. And you can look at it like the rise of the internet, and in and in ninety nine two thousand, there was a very similar time where. The internet was coming into play and people were like, what is this internet thing? Is this, that's not, uh, our life isn't going to be affected by this internet thing. And there's a lot of people like your friend who are like, I don't, you know, sure what we're going to have internet on our phones uh, or we're going to have, you know, I, I I remembered in, in the late nineties in in college, I emailed once every couple months. Wow. I went went and checked my email and I was like, oh, I got a message. Cool. I'll send a (laughs) message back. You know what I mean? like. Um, what is this internet thing? Uh, but in the markets it was huge and it just this huge bubble just went and um I think pets.com is like the is like one of the big sort of you know warning cases where it's like people just funneled money into it and it was going up and up and uh people were like, Yes, internet, and then suddenly the bubble burst and everything crashed. Yeah. And like things and people who had invested a lot of money lost a lot of money. So a lot of people are a little gun shy about Bitcoin or cryptocurrency in general because of that. And we're totally in that realm right now. We're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of this stuff is way overvalued um, and it could burst and things could drop. But at the end of the day, when the dust settles, the Internet stood the test of time. It's in every facet of our lives. Companies like Amazon, Google, um, Apple. Microsoft, right? All these companies emerged out of it. And if you would have just invested a hundred bucks, thousand bucks at that time in any one of those companies, you'd be set right now. You wouldn't be worrying about your retirement right now. And we're at another point like that. Technology has evolved. There's a thing called Internet 3.0. Still learning what that is. Um, and blockchain technology is a new, more secure way of doing transactions, person-to-person transactions. Its applications are immense. You heard of these NFTs. um, You heard of DeFi. These are things to look into. There's so many applications for um, the blockchain technology. It's going to change our lives on a day-to-day basis, and you can invest in it now. And if you choose the right things to invest in in 10 years, you could have enough money to retire. Where else can you save like that and invest and in 10 years potentially, if you do it right, I'm not saying it's easy, you got to do your, you got to learn, you got to figure it out where you could actually start building towards your retirement. I mean, you can do it in the stock market, but it's a much slower pace. And maybe you choose the right ones, maybe you got lucky with Tesla last year where one of the sort of exponential growth that happens. You can get lucky with those types of things. But generally, the stock market sort of like the safe place to just, if you choose the right indexes and the right stocks, it will slowly grow over time. You should continue to contribute to your 401k or your IRA. And over time, it compounds. But if you're in your 30s, or like me in my 40s now, um, you don't have as much time for that compounding interest. So crypto is an op- opportunity where um you can invest in a technology which will yield higher return I mean, you have to be smart about it <laughs> come rocket and go to do it for you oh my god i'm
1: so sad <laughs> about that <laughs> but but it's also it's like if you could spend $20 on a pair of shit earrings you could also spend $20 on you know dogecoin and get out and get in and get out
0: well look okay so you're saying get in get out okay look,
1: well careful here's, the, here's what i'm trying here's what i'm gonna say is this whole episode talks so much about money i don't want to talk too much more but i think we need to give a runway for who we're talking to today yes. and what's it about so that people i think we've given you a good idea of like why it's important that we talk about it because um it's uncomfortable to talk about finances. We're scared of it. We treat money as something that is hard to get. And what I really like about our guest today is um, his, he's got a personal, the secret approach to manifesting and being positive and having money is part of that as well. Wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, it actually kind of combines the couple of things we talked about because he deals a lot with mantras. Mm -hmm. You know, and mantras are statements you say that help program your brain to into thinking a certain way.
1: Your subconscious becomes your conscious, becomes your reality, becomes your world, Mm -hmm. etc.
0: And he started out in um, sort of physical and mental wellness, you know, uh, and, and then in the past two years, I think, or a year and a half, moved into crypto. He started doing it for himself, but he was so research heavy that he then started to to combine that with his sort of wellness uh, community. And now it's a wellness and crypto community. And it's really fascinating to bring those two worlds together um, because, as, he's, as he says, um, it's one thing to start accumulating wealth. It's another thing to, to have a healthy state of mind when you do. So it doesn't matter how much money you have if you can't be, you know, Comfortable with the present moment, then what does it matter?
1: So we are talking to Coach Jv. My brother introduced me to him. He's um, really a charismatic, outgoing guy who is also not afraid to be vulnerable and share his journey to getting to here. And what I would, more more than anything, even if you don't think anything he has to say is true or possible, he really wants to give people the knowledge too. He really wants people to get to break free get their own opinion, and and do, do good things for themselves.
0: Totally. You know, and he gives away a lot of his thoughts and information for free online so you can get to know him that way. And then he has a community of, you know, wellness and crypto that people can, you know, pay a fee to join and... and you know, if they I, think like, you're
1: total, I think that's all you're, you would pay. You you'd pay for a program, too. Like, you can do that. And we're not here to sell that to you either. But if you're interested in it, the, like, he has a lot of entry points that are free. And exactly like you said, his um, YouTube videos are super comprehensive. And he doesn't, he doesn't prohibit that information whatsoever. Right? You know.
0: Yeah, well, you know what's fascinating in the world of crypto and even with, what's stock, fascinating, with, Nick? with stock market is how much information is out there on YouTube. And he even talks about it. Like the key is, you know, when you start, if you start going down that rabbit hole, is to like try to find the a couple people or one person you like, mm-hmm. so that you don't get your head too filled with stuff. But there, you can. I've learned, you know, so much in a short amount of time by by just doing some research online. And he I, gives I'm away so, all the stuff for free. So
1: I'm so excited for people to meet him. So we're again, we're we're gonna, you guys are about to hear us interview Coach Jv. He is the founder of Three T Fitness. And I, uh, let us know what you think, uh, about what he has to say.
0: Yeah. We hope to do more deep dives like this in the future, find interesting people and, and talk about interesting topics that are hopefully helpful.
1: Welcome coach JV to you don't know Nick the podcast.
2: Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here.
1: It's my honor. Um, I, I what I will say to our audience is you are an enthusiastic, charismatic coach with mind, body, and spirit wellness at the forefront and you're a crypto genius. Is that about right?
2: Yeah, uh, gee, I'll accept genius. <laughs> I, am the, I am the greatest of all time. I do say that to myself at a frequent basis because what you believe in your heart, you think in your mind will eventually become your words and become your route. I don't know about genius, but I definitely know a lot about crypto.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the, part of our podcast too is accepting that you'll never know everything, but right. to be on the journey of learning things is probably the better course to take, right?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm just on this trip and, guys.
1: and I want to ask to just, you're, you're talking about mantras and, and I, and I watched your videos and I'm really all in on, on what you do. I did, I got to where I am at right now doing mantras. Is it just as important in your mind to do mantras and saying out loud at, when you're at a peak and successful as it is when you're on the climb?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it becomes more critical because the fact that as you, it, it's, so there's two there's two ways to look at it. So we when you're when you're just starting out, right? So it's kind of like blindly leading into the secret and understanding repetition. And you really like for example, when I started all this, I woke up from an attempted suicide 15 years ago. That's how my journey started. And so I had really nowhere else to go but up. <laughs> so the only thing. I could and do I want to and I want
1: to talk great. about that because yeah. it does seem like you yeah. had like several amazing aha moments yeah. that got you to today, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it was it was just when I woke up, it was like it was kind of ignorance is bliss. I was like, all right, I'm just going to start following the secret thing. Start started doing I am affirmations and my life just started to improve. It wasn't that simple, but I just kept working through it, working through it. And now that we're seeing success and, you know, abundance and all that stuff, resistance creeps in. Actually, I've been experiencing this last week. A, a massive amount of resistance came in. And so you have to keep the monitors going. Another thing, too, is what I always share with people around success is. Once people get success, they get comfortable. You can't get comfortable. You have to keep the processes going that got you there. So if you start to see things are starting to fall back, when you see the success, you it's it's repetitive over and over and over again. What you repeatedly do gets ingrained in your subconscious mind. What gets ingrained in your subconscious mind becomes an unconscious activity. So if you don't continue to do it, what's going to show up? The things that you're starting to think about, right? And so I, I'm, I have a fear of comfort. I chase discomfort every single day. So...
1: I'm taking a huge breath because I did reach a comfort level and I was so grateful because for the first time, I didn't feel like I was in survival mode. But then I did see that back step happen. And I I mean, the pandemic brought to light, I think, a lot of things for people. Uh, But now I'm back on that hustle journey or focused journey. So it's very affirming, everything you're saying.
2: Yeah, I like that because I think the part for me is like I I play this – you know, this, this not too far to the right, not too, because I was, you know, full in warrior and it was like bulldozing everything. And there there's risk to that as well. And then there's risk. When I came back from Peru, I was in this floating on a carpet, right. And my business was falling apart. So i found this neutrality what nothing is good, nothing or bad. It just is. And all I can do is continue to move forward and manifest what I want. Right. And so I think that's the hardest part is when you start to reach the success and abundance comes in, it's like, then you start getting the trick in your head. Can I maintain this? Then wow. it's like, you know, the journey, the climb. I like the climb. I like the journey. I like the the hard stuff <clears throat> because when you reach the success, it's like, all right, what's next now? So, and, and then also too, it's, it's a balance, right? Don't get caught, caught up too much in the thing, right? Getting attached to this thing that now I have this thing. Well, what does that mean? It doesn't really mean anything. It was the journey to actually get to this, right? It was the each bead that went on to this bracelet. That was important. And once you get the bracelet, it's like, all huh. right, where am I bracelet now? Now what's next? And so it's, it's really just being and being present with that type of stuff but i'm telling you like the biggest thing for me is what i teach my words you have to repeatedly well our whole life has been predictive programming around cryptocurrency around the fiat dollar around our success or lack of success we've been predictive or preemptive i don't know which one you call it predictive or preemptive since we were little kids you know the experiences we're having right now are basically predictive programming from our parents generation after generation and so if you see something that's not well in your physical reality that was a manifestation of deep rooted subconscious mind programming uh,
1: i i I'm, I'm i'm fully on track and i kind of wanted to give you a little bit of background for what yeah. nick and i know each other because we do improv and yeah. part of our journey for doing improv and nick maybe you could talk about it a little bit is is getting to that neutral place mm-hmm. of not bulldozing not sitting back on your heels but work, you know, accepting what I have to say, listening to what that person has to say, offering. So it does seem like while our journeys were different, there's the same result that kind of came from it. Do you think that's right, Nick?
0: Well, yeah. Well, you know, when you're looking at how do you, you know, attack life from a sort of peaceful state of being, you need to have a level of mindfulness of that Mm -hmm. acceptance of what is and not looking at things as being right or wrong or good or bad. And an improv, the thing that will always get in your way is, you know, self judgment, self doubt. Yes. Um, and anytime you start to go, oh, what I was thinking, well, that was dumb. Well, that's going to, that's going to block you. But then conversely, anytime you go, oh, what I just thought was amazing it's also going to shut you down as well because mm. now you're living in that, you <laughs> you're living in that space and you're I not... would
1: get distracted when people would laugh at me. I'd be like, I'm funny. This is working. And and then I'd lose the thread of whatever character I was playing or whatever. Yeah. You know, you're
2: not connected. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's powerful. So we just went through this. Uh, so we saw, so we went through this, the struggle. Everybody loved it when we we're struggling. Everybody was cheering for it. Yay. And then all of a sudden we went boom, we skyrocketed. I mean, but people were calling it overnight success. It was after 850 podcasts, 1400 YouTube videos, 17,000 social media posts before we explode. well, we call it parabolic move. We went parabolic like the crypto market went straight up. And then just recently about the last 11 days, all of a sudden er, we went to a screeching halt what that actually is it's the paradigm trying to pull you into resistance and what you do is you actually change the whole game plan right if people stop laughing it's not because there's something going on there where it wants you to it's either the resistance to the next level or whatever it is right and what it what it's trying to get you is are you really going to stay the course are you really going to keep doing the things that made you successful because you know how much went through my head the last 11 days i got to i got to change my marketing i got to do this like no not what got me here is going to continue to get me here. Just stay the course. And like I tell people in the crypto space, it wouldn't it be great if everything just went straight up. <laughs> we don't, none of us would have any issues. You know, you, you wouldn't would, have to
1: make videos. Yeah. Yeah. You would uh,
2: improv. What if everybody laughed at every single joke? Wouldn't that be great? Everybody would be, be a comedian, right? It's like everybody being crypto. And so the, the part that I've fallen in love with is getting the shit kicked out of me. Oh, sorry. I've got a lot. It.
1: Oh no, please. So do we, we were afraid to do it with, <laughs> no, we didn't want to put no. you in an uncomfortable, place I'm we're right I'm vulgar okay so. cool
2: yeah I, I, I the part that I teach people is, is get the shit kicked out of you sometimes it feels it's good but Understand that it's part of the process, right? Getting your teeth knocked in. I'm not physically, I'm just saying it's good for you. It's good for you. What made me who I am today is all the resistance that I went through and not getting bought into the resistance, but becoming the resistance. And I like how you did the deep breath. What what we do is we bring our breath from here to down here. This is survival. This is life, right? So it's like mm. we teach people in our workouts, you know, we do crypto mindset and fitness in our workouts. We, we bring the breath. It's like, stop breathing up here. Like, when you're doing cardio, it's bring it down here. It's shh, ah, your endurance increases. You actually get chills. Your whole body just releases, right? It's about bringing yourself back to that center. So like if somebody doesn't laugh at a joke or it's going to it's just bring yourself back to the center because resistance wants to pull us so far outside of who we're supposed to be. And I, I just went through the last 11 days, and I'm actually excited to be talking about this with you guys because it's helping me actually coach myself. Right
1: now. And process it, I'm sure. So
2: that's a good get- well, well, so- yeah, go
0: ahead. So so explain to everybody yeah. just a little bit if you can kind of give us the elevator pitch of of what it is you do because mm. it's very it's very unique the worlds that you've brought together, you know, fitness, mind state and crypto. So maybe you can give us the sort of the quick pitch on what it is.
2: Yeah. So we fell into it actually. So I, I'm an ex banker. So I was in corporate, I, after my attempted suicide, I, I went into corporate America, uh, through subconscious mind programming. They started calling me the Zen exec. I moved really fast up into banking. I learned how to scale banks. Um, so I worked at a, as an executive, went up in the executive ranks and then, um, I went through executive banking school. So I know how to run banks very, very well. And so, um, I was, I started to fall back into the old patterns that made me attempt suicide they addicted behaviors they addicted to bmws and this and that and so i i was in banking school and i went through the spiritual awakening in south carolina the school was beautiful i was like connected with the the trees and the it was the school, the school was a liberal arts college but we would take over their campus during the summertime um all the executives and and do our schooling there for cba executive banking school and nobody saw the beauty in the school i'm like why everybody was so caught up in the numbers and taking sleeping pills and like you know going happy hour every night i'm like why does nobody see how beautiful this place is? Why? And the bricks were like hundred, they built it by hand. And so I'd look at the bricks and, it, and so I started to study. I would, there was this uh, little trail went up and it was a Buddhist temple and I asked some questions about it. So I started studying like it was liberal arts. So I started studying different religions and I'm like, why do I feel so sick inside going to school here? And so when I graduated, I quit. So I moved really <laughs> I actually left at banking uh, 2017 and I went into uh become the top health and mindset coach in the world. And through that, I found crypto by one of my clients. It wasn't even that long ago, to be honest with you, though, one of the clients walked in and was like, have you heard this? And I had been studying um, um, Ticket to Worry, so I was getting interested in it. And somebody walked in, it was the outward confirmation said, have you heard of XRP? And I was like, no, I haven't heard of this. And I, I looked it up and I'm like, holy shit, this is actually the solve for banks. Because I understand the banking system, in my opinion, based on what I know, is that they're in a really tough spot right now. And so they they have a liquidity crisis and capital issues, right? And they also have, there's, there's a lot of laws changing right now for banks. And it's all by design. This has been happening since 1971, in my opinion. Um, and so what's happening is, um, oh, anyway, so I heard about this XRP. I'm like, this, I want part of this. And then I just... Me, I just go down the rabbit hole. So I've sort of last year and a half, I've spent about a year and four months to be specific, about a uh, nine hour, nine to eight hours a day uh, crypto research. And so it, right. it evolved when the pandemic shut us down. We were a gym. So it shut us down. It was the best thing ever happened to us. So I used to coach people privately, the warriors around all this stuff. And we decided just to open it up to the marketplace and teach people about crypto and the knowledge that I had. And I, and I admittedly say, listen, I know a lot about banking, but it all goes hand in hand. The infrastructure of the blockchain that's going to connect the world. Right. And then I just basically, I spend, I, I fast forwarded my research, somebody who had been in it for 10 years, like oh, one year, cause this is how I am. I mean, we spent eight to nine hours a day research. We have a research team, we have computers everywhere and we just... We research crypto, and we connect the dots, we bring it from the World Economic Forum, history, future, and we bring it together for our clients to make informed decisions in the crypto space. So, but they have they don't have to. But we take them through a 120 day challenge, subconscious mind programming, goal setting, vision board creation, um, high intensity training, nutrition. Because I who cares if you have a ten million dollars if your guts all jacked up and your mind's all jacked up, you know. So that's it. <laughs> and now we have we have uh, 2,000 clients worldwide, sixteen different countries, and we're, we're like in this little. Uh, Looks like NASA training center. There's computers everywhere.
0: So (laughs)
1: incredible, because I think that's what is, that's what's very exciting about what you're doing. Is it does it? Because first of all, when someone says crypto, a lot of people's brains turn off. Right? We're like, "Uh, I fucking don't know what that is. (laughs) And it does seem like you're you're really interested in keeping it in the hands of the people that it belongs in and not letting it be prohibitive, but it's still a very confusing thing. And even Nick was talking to me before you jumped on that some people like XRP, some people don't like XRP. And I'm in this place where I'm like, what the fuck is XRP? (laughs) So, you know, and and, and I don't want to get left behind, you know, and I I don't know if you saw this article that said millennials are running out of time to make money. And it's just so fucked for us. But, But also, I don't, I don't want to accept this limitation that's been put on us. But I think we are heading into this severe, for in a good way, change with wealth. So what do you say to something like that with like, someone who knows something or doesn't? I don't know.
2: So let's talk well, let's talk about what XRP is and what what the whole narrative is around. There. Cause you have like the Bitcoin narrative. So you have Bitcoin, then you have altcoins, which are alternative coins, right? All other coins. And so you have XRP. A lot of people in the crypto space hate XRP because they're they're a cryptocurrency. Uh, That met with the SEC since its inception, they were designed to be centralized versus decentralized. So decentralized Mm. versus centralized means the crypto works with the banks and the centralized system, which is the one that everybody's trying to get free from. Right. And then the Bitcoin, things like that are decentralized. So there is no intermediator. There's nobody monitoring it. Right. Supposedly. The key is, though, you can't run away from it. That's one thing I always tell people. So I had a great conversation. I always tell the story because it kind of puts it into perspective for people. I like to make things simple, right? So XRP is just a bridge currency. It's like the SWIFT. How you do a wire transfer to move money, it's basically the same type of thing. It's going to move money across the banking rails, right? Well, somebody came up to me once. Guy's like, oh, man, you're buying into the system. And he's going, and I know this guy personally. And as he's looking at me, his eye watch is flopping around and stuff. He's like, you're buying it. It me going. I know he has an Alexa at home. And I, he went off on me. And I listened because I listened. And I appropriately responded by saying, okay, so I'm in the system. I'm buying into the system. But you have an iWatch on. You have an Alexa at home. And so like, what's what system or are, are we in a different system? I said, cause you're talking into an Alexa, you're talking into an iWatch. We're being, so if you don't want to be monitored or tracked and you may as well move out to the forest with the, I mean, a, I mean, you're going to get tracked anyway. So like, There's two ways to look at it. I'm not left, right, up, down. I'm literally just I'm my own ecosystem and president CEO of my life. And what I do is I create an infrastructure for myself and my warriors to create freedom. Now, what I do know is financial freedom is something that really helps people open up their mind. Right. And so you can get caught up in the narratives of left, you know, Democrat, Republican um, of whatever. Right. It's like it's really building your own belief system within yourself. Banks are not going away. That's a fact. People think that banks are going away. They are not going away. I, I, I'm in one of my YouTube videos. I just found documentation. Basically, what banks are going to be doing is banks are just going to become eventually a cryptocurrency custody for your crypto. They're, they're also going to have fiat. Fiat, uh, government issued currency is not going to go away. It's going to be a central bank digital currency. What they're doing is they're moving us closer to the central bank and that's CBDC. So that's, that's a, it's going to be just imagine your, your fiat paper dollar is going to become a digital dollar, which is very different though. People, they're going to call it a digital dollar, but it's very different from a fiat dollar. A fiat dollar, um, basically with a digital dollar, they can decrease the value of your money in your account. That's the issue with the digital dollar. So for example, if we go negative interest rates, you can have $10,000 in your account. And they can start deflating the value of your account. What that does is it forces you to go out into the economy and spend. So mm. the problem is it brings us, does bring us closer to central bank. They know this. They know that we have the opportunity to become our own banks. Like we'll we'll go go into that in just a minute. But when you look at XRP, look at XLM, there's different sections of crypto. There's there's cryptocurrencies like a currency. There's DeFi, which is decentralized finance, where we can become the bank. We can do our own loans. And then you have like gaming tokens, NFTs, non fungible tokens, like imagine garbage pail kids, baseball cards, uh, gaming. So there's like different sections of crypto. What is what's happening is we're just moving from what we have now into a new ecosystem. That's all it is. You're moving the same thing into a new ecosystem. It's just going to run differently off different rails, right? It's like you can't bring a choo-choo train into a monorail type system, right? So
1: you have to. You have. It's like you're seeing the construction on the train while they're building. (laughs) the monorail mm-hmm. essentially because yep. so i this is where i tend to get overwhelmed and something that nick helped me understand is i could buy into bitcoin right now even though i can't get one singular bitcoin i should right. i should invest now even if i can put 2 cents into something but then you know as an artist um i'm looking at nfts and yeah. i'm going well how do i know what value or how someone can buy it if they're using the dollar to buy into an nft or exchange mm-hmm. those things there's there's so many things that are the the that exact junction is where it gets confusing if mm-hmm. i'm still using the dollar and we're supposed to transfer over at least for me, yeah. You're supposed to transfer over to these three different things. You just listed three different oh, ways yep. that something's going to get centralized or decentralized. Which I I love both ideas, right? Because yep. someone's going to be the wealthiest people are going to still be in on this. I love how yeah. you were talking about, you know, Elon saying one thing, but what is he doing? Yeah. And and you know, even today, this this will come out on Friday. Every a lot will change mm-hmm. in the next three days um, from the time we release this. So. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot, I guess, is what I'm yeah. trying to say.
2: The the way that I look at it <laughs> is, think about um, like everybody freaked out when we went from beepers to cell phones. We went from you know mm. we went from cell phones to army, i mean, sorry, we went from you know we're using a computer, a laptop computer, and then when they said they're going to put computers on the phone, everybody's like, "There's no way we're going to have a computer on the phone." And then all of a sudden, you have Bluetooth headphones. And it it, it the well, one thing we do know, talk about financial freedom, is the richest people in the world are the people that took advantage from first to second industrial revolution. The people who took who invested from second to third, and now the people who are investing from third to fourth will be the wealthiest people in the world. And so what wealth represents for me is freedom, 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 freedom. All I care about is freedom. I don't worry about Ferraris and all that stuff. Well, I have nice stuff, of course. But what I'm worried about is teaching people to free themselves from the system because our system was built to keep us just over broke. That's a fact. That's a yes. fact. So basically the way they, John D. Rockefeller is quoted saying, I want a society of workers, not a society of educated people. And his, bus- his business partner, who helped him develop this stuff, said, hey, listen, we got enough doctors, we got enough lawyers, let's build a system of workers, basically. And, you know, they got them in the factories. And so the way we went to school, the way our schooling system was set up, two 15-minute breaks and lunch it was designed for corporate America. Duh. Even the
1: way that the, the chairs are set up and the desks are set up, to be a factory line
2: everything everything was set up that way and that's why so many people are stuck in a debt-based society so in 1971 we detached from the gold standard we also they also created the World Economic Forum in 1971, Klaus Schwab in uh, January 1971. Um, and so they've moved us to society where in the World Economic Forum, they say that we're going to own nothing by 2030 and be happy <laughs> that we're going to rent everything. That's what they say. Like, who knows? I don't know what's happening. There's so
1: there's, it, it, it's going to change infinitely, right? Ad infinitum. So,
2: yeah. And that's a fact. The one thing that I'll, I tell people all the time, 2025, it's going to look a lot different. 2030 is going to start to look quite different. And by 2050, it's going to be unrecognizable. Like your society, the way you the way you do um, your improv, like you'll probably be doing it through an NFT or some type of, I don't know how that'll work, but you'll be doing it on a computer, maybe a Zoom call. Uh, the movie wally e just watch the movie wall and do your investments. You'll be fine. <laughs>
1: Dude, I mean, just to give you a little bit of an example of what we accomplished over the pandemic is I had a vision five years ago to bring improv to narrative television Mm. like long as opposed to just like hey funny 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 let's do a tv show and we were able to get the creation of a a, a medical dramedy over the internet with people that weren't in the same room but make it look like a tv show so wow yeah so it was us pivoting because i think Kind of what you're talking about, this will be an unrecognizable world very soon and already was. I yeah. my small theory that I'm sure other people are saying, all the pandemic did was accelerate us to an online world five years sooner than it was
2: going to be. Yeah. One thing you're gonna see too is I just brought this up. I have a video coming out at three o'clock today, and I it's weird you brought that up because what the and I, and I don't get caught in narratives. What I do know is I watch what the billionaires are doing. I don't I I the whole C word pandemic, whatever you want to call it. I don't care if you wear a mask, if you want to take a vaccine, do what you want. I'm, I'm my own ecosystem. You can do what yes, you want. But gotcha. what I do know is they, when there's a narrative pandemic going this way, there's a whole nother narrative going this way. And they've been quoted saying that you do not let a good crisis go to waste. That's a fact. Mm. That's a fact that's coming out of their mouths. I've done videos on it over and over again. But so as we all look this way, they rushed us into this, you know, uh, COVID thing. And all of a sudden it's like, we're, we're, you know, parents are now school teachers at home. We're on zoom calls. Our gym gets shut down. All the physical stuff gets shut down. We have a big ecosystem where we train people online now, but what you're going to see now is the narrative is starting to get kind of, kind of shattered a little bit. You're seeing the, you know, the Fauci thing came out, blah, 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 whatever. And so people are starting to lose their faith in the mask. People aren't wearing his mask as much. And it doesn't matter what your opinion is on it. The fact is they're losing a little bit of grip on that. And so now you're going to see it accelerate a lot faster in the digital space. Cause what they're, cause they're watching how the public is responding. And what they're going to do is they'll either be another black swan event because it's, here's how it works. Problem reaction solution. That's what narcissists do. They create a problem. Oh, they could they get a reaction out of people and then guess who's a hero person who comes up with this
1: narcissist I, you're, you're, you're breaking my heart because i'm only attracted to
2: narcissists. <laughs> well, it's, well it's just it's just how life works and, and so and and you know biblically i see i look at all angles i i, I love god fall life of jesus i'm non-religious i love everybody that's what i always say i'm just i think jesus is a cool ass dude and i follow his life i think he's got a cool life
0: and so and nick
1: day- comes from a long line of awesome orthodox christian uh family members right yeah. nick
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. No, I, I, I totally resonate with what you're saying. Follow the life of Jesus, but not be religious. Yeah. I I, mean, I think I know what you mean by that. And I yes. I, I, I agree with it 100%. Yeah,
2: he's just a kick ass dude, man. I mean, I, I picture him, I honestly picture him completely different than most people. I piss a lot of Christians off, but I'm like, I picture him as ruthless. I think he was absolutely ruthless. In order to be that badass and be able to fast for 40 days, 40 nights, he wouldn't hang out in the churches. He hung out with the freaking tax collectors. He was like, dude, you guys go. Hang out in your churches. I'm gonna go help people. He's like, I don't know what you're doing. And he was—he was a badass. I mean, he was there's Some moments that one of my favorite, my, my business partner, Kev, brought it up is like, there's a—I don't—I'm gonna misquote this or paraphrase it, but he's writing in the sand, right? He's writing names in the sand, and there's a prostitute next to him, and they're like, stone her, Jesus. And he looks at him and says, any of you have not sinned, throw the first stone. That's a badass right there. And they're all like, uh, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> and he's That's like, such a good he, point. He's like, see ya, goodbye. I mean, he's I, a
1: revolutionary. Too, yeah,
2: right? yeah. So, so that that's how i picture crypto right it's kind of like this new realm of of quantum right and so another thing too um it was december 12th last year we went from and i keep saying that the the thing wrong so it's we went from capricorn to aquarius right so our our world is shifting energies um it's moving from an earth type energy to more quantum type energy so not only is it happening in the, quant- in the financial world, the spiritual world, whatever you want to look at. And there's all, you know, you, actually it's kind of cool. You look at the religious sector. They're saying it's the end times. And then you got the, you know, you got the, the spiritual guru, you know, hippy dippy guys like me that are like, oh, the earth and sun. And, you know, so it, everywhere it's shifting for everybody. That's a fact.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I mean, one of the things that I look at is uh, 2000, right, when things mm-hmm. shifted to the Internet. Yeah. And I just kind of think back to where my headspace was. was, And I just, you know, I was focused on myself. I, I was pretty young at the time too, but, you know, just graduating college, focused on acting in my career, not really taking sort of a, a, a global view to understand like, well, what is really happening right now? You know, cut to 20 years later, I look back and it's like, oh, I missed out on the, one of the biggest opportunities was in, in the world. And it was kind of there to see, I mean, you know, if you, if you looked at, oh, what, what is Apple doing? What's Microsoft doing? All these tech companies, Google and Amazon, they're all growing. All you had to do was put some interest in that, yeah. put a little bit of investment in that, and my life would be completely different now. Yes. And now it and now it's happening again. yes It's cl- very clearly happening again. And you could either just be like, you know, I'm not going to, it's happening. I don't know if I believe that something's happening. And just do your life and focus on yourself. It- or what I'm trying to do is learn from the past and go okay. Let me understand what this what this shift is that's happening because it's a shift on on many levels on yep. on your day to day lifestyle, but also your your ability to grow wealth. You know, the wealth is shifting, and I would like to be on the side that it's shifting to, not away from.
1: Or like yeah. an early adopter, right? Like yes. the, like the, Like Simon Sinek talks about. Mm-hmm. We we want to be on the early curve of that.
2: Yep. And we're very, very, very early. So anybody listening, it's like you're soup people are like, Oh, I missed the boat. No, you didn't miss the boat. Like it's, so my narrative is that it's going to, we're going to go through, we're in a bear or bull market right now. So this is like, parabolic, right? It's going to go parabolic on the back. end. if history repeats itself, it's going to come back down and then we'll have a three-year bear market till 2025. 2025 is when the real adoption is going to come because banks are not even, they're not, they're, they're getting on board, but they have a long road to get ready. I mean, I used to scale, learn how to scale banks. There's so much that has to happen for them to switch regulation infrastructure and it's expensive they got to figure out what company they're going to work with is it xrp is it xlm is it Algorand? is it jpm coin is it all these different things and you brought up a really good point is that um, what's going to happen remember they they resist so the government or people resist okay then they sue they regulate and then they join. That's how it works. So think. So the people that were in the uh, dot-com boom, as you talked about, went through a massive crash. Well, the people who held on are the richest people in the world. What happened is people panic sell. So you're going to see. We just saw 50% pullback. I mean, my phone was exploding. I'm out. I'm out. I'm like.
1: Oh, my goodness. Like,
2: good luck. I'm like, I'm telling you, just hold on. So I have a very, and, and the key to crypto is having a game plan. Like I have a very strict exit strategy for, you know, half my portfolio. And then I reinvest back in. And the key too, to to really building is I would highly recommend everybody read The Richest Man in Babylon. Basically, you anytime you receive money, you should always be rebirthing money, right? So you should always pay yourself 10%. And then you invest that 10% and that 10% makes money. And then that 10%, you just keep growing it. And it's, you have financial freedom. You can pretty much do what you want. I believe we're all supposed to do exactly what we're designed to do. And the ecosystem of economics is supposed to be fluid. That's how it's supposed to be. What happened Mm -hmm. is somebody at some point said, because you have more coins than me, you're worth more than me, right? Mm -hmm. Or you have more monetary value because you hold more things or more cars. And once that shifted into a, from a bartering system to you having more coins than me. Now, none of us are living our true self, right? None of us are living our true. Most of us aren't, you know, I'm, I'm, this is who I'm supposed to be. That's why it's, I'm succeeding. When I was in corporate America with my tie on, I was just so out out of my, I mean, I had stomach issues, anxiety all the time. I'm like, why don't, I'm making all this money. I'm supposed to feel good about myself. But what happens is we get put in these positions because of the education system. It says you have to go to school. You got to get a job. You got to get your secure the secure job that you get laid off from right and it's just like this interesting ego so everybody's operating in these shells it's not even them right and so i think that's what's happening too and and why crypto seems so uncomfortable to people it's so foreign we've been so trained not to get uncomfortable and so there's gonna be a ton of people i mean probably 97 percent of the population it, it all the wealth is going to do is shift the one percent are going to shift to crypto. And then the 99% are going to stay the same and they're all going to yeah. complain about the government. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. And then that's yeah. the
1: thing is, there's like, you see people have like the beginnings of an awareness with something like that, but then get overwhelmed. Yeah. And that's why I do want to demystify crypto, even just for myself, because I don't want to get I don't want to not be a vision-driven person. I don't want to be no. – I, I want to. I don't want to let fear dictate the reason why I, I don't educate myself on these things.
0: Yeah. Is, is that – I'm sorry to interrupt. But is that what just no. happened to to your community? You said the last 11 days have been a little rough. Is it because of this pullback in the crypto market where mm-hmm. everybody started to get a lot of FUD? And for those who don't know what FUD is, fear – Oh, you know, I don't
1: even know what Holdo means. Or <laughs> it, uh, so I want like, to know so many things.
0: Hodler? The new hodler um, uh, f- uh, fear. Uh, what's the you again? uh fear, fear uncertainty, uncertainty and doubt. Yep. Right? Is that, is that is that what you got? So you got did you get a lot of people pull pull back from your community. Is that?
2: Yeah. Or, so we, we we're in a weird space too because we're going to ebb and flow just like the crypto market. Because we're gonna we're gonna have periods of peace and prosperity, and then we're gonna have periods of chaos. And so what happens is we've been in sideways action since the fifty percent pullback. The whole market's been sideways, right? And so there's and there's all we've had is regulation news regulation news regulation news and it's all by design they're trying to fear the people because think about what's happening right now remember in 1929 we had a modern we had a bank run right it was um unfortunately or fortunately you know rumored that jp morgan is the one that caused the rumors to make people run the banks and then guess who the hero was jp morgan the bankers they we found out after 1929 who actually created the Federal Reserve, which JP Morgan was one of them. So in 1913, the Federal Reserve was created, which I always thought it was part of the government until I learned different, <laughs> so the Federal Reserve, and so they created the Federal Reserve. We didn't find out who was part of the Federal Reserve until after 1929, after the modern day bank run, the stock market collapsed, it was, you know, the Black Monday, and then guess who saved it? The people with the money said, hey, listen, we have all this money, we're gonna save the banks, and they took control of the banks during that time. And then once we got to 1971, they set us up, they detached us from a gold standard, right? Which made our, gave our money basically no value and so since then we've just printed our way into oblivion and so let's go up to 2008 the biggest housing crisis in america right one of the biggest financial crises in history since that point on we printed more more since bitcoin's inception we printed more money than in history and so there's something to that right when bitcoin is created they just started print turn the printing oh
1: interesting Mm
2: -hmm. and so now we're in in a in a in a society that we're in a low interest rate environment, which is very, it can, it's very good for people who want to build, right? Um, Low interest rate environment, a deflating U.S. dollar, dramatically deflating U.S. dollar. And then we're also in a position where GDP, gross domestic product, we're literally, if if America went in to buy a car, we'd get declined. Really jacked up position financially, but it's almost like they just said, let's crash the car. Let's just go full speed. Let's all jump into this new car and let's let the American people go full speed into this tree. And let
1: us take the – yeah, yeah. Because we can't afford it at that many people, right? Or the the country can.
2: And then what we do is they're like, hey, we're over here, guys. It's actually cryptocurrency. Come on over here. Um, And so now – that's basically where we're headed. There's really no other option. I haven't had anybody that's been able to argue anything different. But you have key people like Ray Dalio, who's one of the top. I mean, Ray Dalio is one of the top, I mean, in economics. And I, that's where I learned a lot of my stuff from. I did a video last year. This was really kind of a "told three-year-old, I told you so type thing. But last year, I did a video and I used Ray Dalio. And People are like, why are you using Ray Dalio in your videos with crypto? He's against crypto. I'm like, no, he's not. I guarantee you he's going to be in crypto. Sure enough, last week, he admitted he was in Bitcoin. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it because he, he said, "Cash is trash." Last year, he's like, "Cash is trash." Now, why, Let's talk about why people say cash is trash. Because cash is not our, yeah, the dollar is not backed by right? anything. The only reason it has value is because we say it, our confidence. That is it. That's coming out of Jerome Powell's mouth, the head of our our Fed, uh, head of the Feds, right? He says the reason why the American dollar has confidence is because our confidence. Well, also it's the global currency right so yeah yeah if the american dollar collapsed the whole world would collapse so it's not gonna like you know when we talk about oh it's crashing i mean you know you want to get people excited to make take action but the monies the countries that can print money are usually not going to collapse because they can just keep buying debt they can just keep buying they can just keep recycling it it's the poor countries like venezuela that have venezuela's collapsed the country has literally collapsed they're burning their currency they're making like, joking with the <sighs> But guess what they're using? Cryptocurrency. Wow! So their cryptocurrency investments have skyrocketed. Um, their use of cryptocurrency and also, um, I so when I exit crypto and in my portfolio, I buy silver. So silver is a heavy barterability ability um, because in Venezuela, they can, you can walk into a store and you can actually use silver to buy groceries. Whoa. Yep. So when an economy, and, and know too that every single fiat currency, so fiat means... Um, Government issued currency, just like when, it, when people say fiat, uh, the dollar is a fiat currency. So anything that's issued by a government is called fiat currency. So every fiat currency in history has collapsed. Every single fiat currency, it's always collapsed because it's based on greed, right? Grease and and, and poor poor leadership and greed. The narrative is, too, that China China's GDP is rocking it. China's country is they're doing very well financially and
1: GDP is oh
2: sorry gross domestic so gross domestic product so gdp
1: i, I heard <laughs> ddp yeah, and, also- and and also china you were talking about this in one of your videos last week or the week before that China's like no cryptocurrency. And I wondered mm-hmm. if that's because we're so indebted to them that they're not comfortable with us not no. being beholden to them with the dollar. Yeah. I'm so curious. Oh,
2: you're you're awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. So that's that's the fear, uncertainty, and doubt that they create. So we we actually so what happens is so that all these new if you notice, it was like boom, 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 all this crazy news came up. Yes. Out. And at the same time. The market collapses at the same time wells fargo announces that their rich customers can invest in crypto jp morgan announces different things goldman sachs announces and what they do is they were buying the fear uncertainty and doubt So remember, somebody's always buying and somebody's always selling. So when the market collapses, we're buying the crypto. We're like, thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. We're
2: buying the supply. And then when it comes back up, their clients make a ton of money. So that same announcement came out in 2013, 2017, and then again in 2021 around China banning cryptocurrency. It's just they throw it out there. It freaks people out. And then the market, just like today. there was a um, Trump. Trump said that... uh, something, a uh, uh, narrative around Bitcoin today. He said that uh, Bitcoin's a scam and it, it pulled Bitcoin down. So all they have to do is like Elon messing with it, saying, I'm into Bitcoin. We're not using Bitcoin. We're doing this. And so
1: what about come rocket? Have you heard about this thing? Oh, like, gosh, yeah. it's like insane. All he needs to do is is post a fucking e- emoji <laughs> and people go insane. I, first of all, I don't know why I was up this late, but like two in the morning, this thing is trending. And also Elon has just seemed to go go off his rocker. Like it seems like he's really interested in being famous more than he is – like the no. genius that he is, Am I i don't know—and we're not here to talk about him, but well, no, but it, it, it is on. important
2: to talk about him too because if your investment strategy is following Elon Musk tweets, you're fucked. Excuse my language. Yeah, it's, totally. That's what I teach people. Like I try to calm people down. Like I—you don't see on my YouTube channel make a thought a million dollars, five coins of five million. It's—I'm trying to teach people fundamentals so they can. I do Warren Buffett style investing in crypto. He's—he's he's not in crypto. I hopefully will find out he is, but um. But what I'm saying is like i I have a broad a broad portfolio of fundamental cryptos that I know a lot about. I'm like I know the leadership, I don't know them, but I study the leadership team. the marketing teams like I'm not heavy into Bitcoin just because i'm I don't like invest it's nothing wrong with Bitcoin. it's gonna to go to the moon. trust me, I just for me don't like investing in something. I don't know who invented it. We know Satoshi Nakamoto, but we don't know who it is. so for ah. me, that's just me personally. I'm not saying Bitcoin's not going to do well. It's gonna do very, very, very well, but it just for me. I'm not going to change my strategy because it does that make sense because somebody else is doing it. That's my point. Here. Yeah.
1: Yes. You know? You're, so. you're, you're, you're building your true North.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's about understanding, like if someone's coming into crypto, like just start, start studying Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin? So like, how do you get into crypto? Right? So start studying what's Bitcoin. What is a Bitcoin Go into Ethereum? What's Ethereum, right? Can you guys hear me? Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm. I'm in.
2: Yes. Yeah, going into going into Ethereum and then start just understanding those. What do What do those look like? And then understanding what is blockchain. There's there's free courses you can take. There's an MIT course where you can take a free course all around blockchain. It's really freaking boring. That's why people don't do and it. And that's why
1: we, they want it to be boring, right? Yeah. So that we don't. Jump all! I think that's the. I'm a healthy conspiracies theorist where where, and I loved what you said. Like, here's the pandemic, but here's what's really going on, right? Because mm-hmm. like basically, billionaires got more billionaire, and mm-hmm. we got less billionaire, yep. and so it 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 benefits them for us not to go on board, right? Like Correct. that's, yep. and you are, you are demystifying that for people. And I really do admire that.
2: Yeah. And one thing is too, so this is the way I look at it. Cause so, uh, people come at me about XRP around, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, I'm like they're nefarious, they're doing this and that. I said, well, what if, what if they're good people? Let's take it on another, let's, 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 let's flip this on. I always do this to people and it, cause I'm not, I'm not going to argue with people. There's no argument. Argument is just ego. Right. And mm. so I love to learn from different people. I said, what if Bill and Melinda Gates are really, really, actually really good people. What if they really are trying to feed all these kids in Africa and bring cross-border payments and inclusion? So what I focus on is the good, but I'm also not worried about what the hell they're doing. I'm going to become one of the richest people in the world so I can change that narrative. If I really believe something, instead of being an armchair quarterback and sitting there, like do something about it. Actually become narrative, right? So we're doing great things with our company. We're helping people create freedom. I'm not worried about Bill and Linda Gates if they invest in XRP or not. Does that help? Yes, absolutely. And so I think that's for people deep. I like that demystifying. It's like, don't get caught up in, in all that narrative. Like, get caught up in real fundamentals. Like, okay, XRP, what does it do? Does it align with you? Yes or no? If not, move on to something else. And then pick a couple cryptos and then just dive into them. And the great thing is right now, I mean, you can still get into cryptos for a dollar, some 17 cents, 20 cents. Um, some of, you know, like Bitcoin, that's why people freak out too. They come in and Bitcoin's what? What is it at right now 40
1: 40,000 no. or yeah.
2: it's like what the hell is that right? And so, like, I mean, you can get into cryptos, like, uh, CRO is one of my favorite crypto.com, their native coin, it's 17 cents right now.
1: Well, and that's my question with regards to I, I think you said this is one crypto going to take over, or hmm. are five? Or wow. that's yeah, I'm confused that's by
2: a that. Great question. Okay, so the way I explain that, the best way I can explain it is I have an iPhone, he has a Samsung everybody has different so there's iphones there's samsung there's nokia there's all these different things everybody there's all these maximalists that say bitcoin's gonna rule the world xrp not they're all gonna work together to help move the new i mean you need everything you need xlm you need xrp you need algorand you need ethereum to build these protocols you need the jpm coin that's why you have wells fargo bank that's why you have. so that's the way i look at it is everybody gets so caught up in like the Raiders versus the 49ers, it's like, sure. yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have all the, you wouldn't have the NFL if you didn't have all the different teams. Right. And so like, you have to have all these, and they all have a little, they all have their own, uh, what do you call it? Their um, spin or yeah, spin. Yeah. What do you call it in, in marketing, um, niche, like their own, ah, niche or yes. their, their, their selling factor, right. They all have their own little selling factor. And so that's the way that I explain it to people. I think they're all going to do very well. Now, what isn't going to do well, this is important to talk about this, you got to be very careful with these shit coins. I call them shit coins, but they, a lot of them do what if you're going to get in and make a lot of money and shit coins, get in and get out as soon as you can yes. understand because what regulation is going to do, it's going to wipe all these, there's like four or 5,000 cryptocurrencies. Now the ones that are going to survive are the ones that actually have a real world fundamental solve that can go to a regulator and say, here's my papers, here's my documents, here's my leadership team. Cause people don't realize when you're, even when you're, uh, you know, we're, we, uh, so we, we, uh I want right we are a credit investor. So I invested in a company and they look at my stuff. So they there you can't just, you know what I'm saying? Like there's regulations to this type of stuff. To be an accredited investor, you have to have certain certain amount of, of capital. You have to have all this stuff. And so like I don't think people understand a lot of these cryptos are going to get wiped out. So be careful what you're investing in. That's where it's going to get really ugly because it's going to give crypto a really bad name. Like, like one thing that kind of was distasteful and kind of bothered me, but I don't know if you guys saw the Bitcoin Miami or the videos. So they just had the Bitcoin conference. And um, it kind of bummed me out because a lot of people, I mean, there was like Max Kaiser up there screaming. He's like, fuck fuck Elon Musk, he's like knocking over shit. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? I'm like, that's the representation of the crypto. Like people are watching that stuff. It was the Bitcoin conference looked like Woodstock, man. It was was nothing wrong. People were excited, but it was like, it looked very undisciplined and very uncomfortable. And if I was a uh, high wealth net worth person and I was investing in crypto, I'd be like, the hell is that? I mean, it looks really weird. And then you look at things like XRP, the Swell Conference. It's very professional and they're talking real protocols and you know, ecosystems and the new rails of the infrastructure of the, the economic system. And so there's just like, I guess one of my point behind this is if you're getting in now, just hold on tight. <laughs> hold yeah. on. It's going to be like being on a, on a, on a bull, right? But if you can make it through all the fear, uncertainty and doubt, you're going to do really well. Like you, He brought up a very good point about the, the dot-com boom. The people that held on are the richest people in the world, some of the wealthiest people in the world. And if you set yourself up right, you can, like, for example, if, if, if it continues the way it continues, we'll have financial freedom the rest of our lives. Like, we were investing when in things were 13 cents, 2 cents, 0.0000 cents. And it's like we just stayed the course. We didn't listen to bullshit. We stayed focused on, I mean, I'm looking at a computer that has all kinds of research on it. And I'm just like, we, when we heard something, we're like, okay, that that's scary. makes me feel a little uncomfortable but I'm going to stay the course because I believe in what I'm invested in. I'm not, I'm not some leaf flying in the
0: wind, you know? And so, you know, what I would recommend to to people out there, if you want to get into crypto is, you know, do your research and try Mm -hmm. to find somebody like coach JV who can help guide and, and give you sort of a frame. Now, I wouldn't say you know blindly follow anybody, but right. there's people out there like like yourself um, mm-hmm. who've done the work, who've done the research, who can at least tell you a basket of, of things to look at. Who yes. can say Algorand, XRP, XLM, right. Polkadot, um, Uni, what you know, whatever whatever it is that that's in yep. you know. There's definitely really solid companies out there who are doing yep. really good things, and if you just focus on them maybe one or two of them might fall by the wayside, but a decent amount are also going to succeed. Yeah, and, and a lot of them, you only need a couple to succeed to make up for the ones who don't succeed.
2: Yes, correct. And you, you nailed the two community is everything, right? And what you guys do, community is everything. You are, you know, a cliche, you are who you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with a bunch of pump and dump crazy people, they're like, you're going to get rich, you're going to drive Lamborghinis and Ferraris. Well, you're probably going to have the same type of discipline as they do, right? They're they're going to make money and lose money. And it's like, so us, we're just we're looking at freedom, man. I mean, freedom. I, I want to like, if well, you can't see it, but in the back we're growing our own food in our facility here. Like we're, we're doing, we're a little, we, we don't, we ain't going to have to rely on anybody. Like we're going to have our own food. We're going to have our own system. Like I, we're literally growing food in vertical towers in our gym and like we have our own water system. And so we're just, we I want freedom. I want to create my own schooling systems for kids to learn economics and real economics. And um, so it's like you, the the thing you brought up too is like you got to be patient. You got to be
1: patient. Just as you were saying that, like we want, I we want to change and have impact and yeah, feel comfortable and not just live in a studio apartment. And, and patience is key. And I, how are you? Is it is it your mental dis- discipline and your workout that gets you to that place? Because you're yeah. you while you have these amazing. Vision-driven ideas. You're also very grounded, which is Thank enticing.
2: Thank you. That means a lot because I, I put a lot of work into that. So one thing is, and I'll share with you guys the the, the story, right? So we three years ago I launched this company. Um, I spent my whole 401k every dime. Went through a divorce. I lost everything. And so that was the. I stayed focused on on the mission and purpose. Number one, high-intensity training every day. I do fasting every single day. I do meditation, Wim Hof breathing ice bath. So I do anything to bring myself back to present moment. And so the thing that I always do is I try to stay present in every single day and ask for guidance from, from, i am just God, higher power. I'm like, listen, let me serve the people today. What is that? And that's how I ended up here. And so I think that's really important that people stay grounded as they go through this. Cause now I'm, I'm seeing, so a a year and a half ago, right? I got, I was going through a divorce. I lost everything. They shut our business down. I'm like, what the hell? Thank God I had a crypto portfolio because that kept me alive. Right. And so wow. a year and a half later, my life is completely different. I, I, my life is financially completely different, but nothing has changed. Nothing has changed here. that I am exactly the same person, and that's what I recommend people do. Get grounded before wealth comes because the wealth isn't going to change anything. It's not going to change anything. All it's going to do is exasperate of how you're here and here. That's all it's going to do is exasperate that, right? So it's really important. And so the food that I like I'm heading, um, Friday, I had on a spiritual journey to where, you know, I, I work with shamans and so I'm, gonna, I'm going on a spiritual journey. I'm literally leaving my business for eight days. So all videos will be pre-recorded, my podcast, will be, and I'm literally going away for eight days just to be, just to be present. And so that's scary for a business owner and entrepreneur, right? Especially at the peak of our performance. I'm like, no, it, there, there's no better time than now. If the business collapses, it collapses. That's what was meant to happen. And so I think that's really, that's what we teach in our academies to keep that grounding and like, like. Because what is life, right? <laughs> like, what is it? What are we chasing? Like, what are you really chasing? Like, so you get the bigger house, you get the nice. Will I Will I have a Lamborghini? Probably. I like Lamborghinis. I think they're badass. But, but
1: that's cool that you like that as opposed to yeah. having to show someone yes. that
2: you have a Lamborghini. Yes. Here's the difference is if I bought a Lamborghini three years ago, it'd be to show you that I'm successful. I like cars and I like the fact that somebody spent so much energy and talent to build that thing, the the stitching and the, like, it's a whole different experience for me now, right? It's like a whole different experience. I love that. My favorite- well, it's
1: not dissimilar from you being in South Carolina and going, oh my God, this tree yes. has been here for a yes. hundred years mm-hmm. and yeah. oh, I get to, uh, you, you, that is present moment. How can you be here,
2: here, yeah. here? And- one moment that I, I got chill, So I had outward confirmation. I need to tell you this, but um, so, you. W- so what happened was, is when we were sitting here, we so they shut our business down. COVID shut our business down. We were finally succeeding, right? And so I was like, so we went two months was okay, and then about the third month, I was like, oh shit, I gotta start tapping into my own personal funds. So I started using my credit cards to pay the bills, and we, it literally was unraveling. And I'm like, you know what? I finally, so I had to let uh, my staff go and I was standing outside and this, this, a so wild moment happened. So this is, and I want to really hone in on this. So I was standing outside, I called my CFO. I, I let my best friend and business partner, he's now a business partner because he stuck with me. I, we gave him ownership of the business. And so he was, I went outside, I called and I, I was getting ready to walk in the door. And I'm like, so this is what I said exactly. I, I you know what? Fucking God, if this shit is real, if you're fucking real, this is yours. I'm done. I'm fucking done playing this game. I got divorced. I lost all my money. I'm like, fuck it. I'm working for free fuck it. I'm like, and then, so Kev, my he's now, I gave him ownership now. He came back the next day um, and he said, I'm working for free. So we both started working for free. And what we kept saying to ourselves is we said, we have everything we need. And he was like, the earth is our home. And so we started really, so I really want to hone in on this because we started thinking about this where I was like, we've been built to think that we're in poverty. So I could literally walk down the street and there's orange trees all over. I could eat if I really, really needed to. I could also walk in Starbucks and get water. So it's a choice to feel like you're poor. It's a choice to feel like you need some. So we're like, no, we have everything we need. We're good. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it was the floodgates open. This resistance lifted out of our body, and it was like, so that's now the delicate balance that I was talking about. Because success is coming now, and it's still saying, I have everything I need. I don't. I don't need another. We don't need another two million. We don't. Need, it, it. I have everything I need. Thank you, God, for what I have right now in this moment. Thank you for the resistance. Thank you. Whatever you believe in, it doesn't have to be God. It could be whatever, right? It's yeah, like, the
1: power or the inside the of you. Yeah, the it's universe. Our, I
2: just hope people feel that because that's what I believe happens to a lot of very successful people is they finally hit this trigger point where it, me, uh, it happened to me twice, which I'm like, Jesus. So I like, you know, I <laughs> attempted suicide back then. It was like it was I, I and I woke up and it was kind of like, OK, I have to get my shit together. I have a three-year-old daughter. This <laughs> one was more like, OK, there's more to life than this, and it was this awakening, and so, like, for example, you know this Friday, I'm like I'm walking away from my business for eight days. I'm just going to be just to be just because really, if it all disappeared, I'm still rich so but I just want to bring that up because I know but we you know it's exciting to talk about crypto It's exciting about talking to get rich, but okay, say you have the house and the car and stuff, but if you don't have this and you don't have this, you really have nothing, you know
1: I think that's what I re- super appreciate about. Really, what you're preaching for lack of a better word—I mean, preach, preach might give it a bad connotation—but no. um, you are, you are, you are actually interested in helping people, from what I can tell. You are interested in sharing your vulnerability, which is such a huge, like I think that's a differentiation between other people that are get-rich-quick schemes or sure. whatever. Your willingness to be vulnerable and go, "Hey, I, this is what I'm going on," and you're, "Are we going? Are we going?" And that's <laughs> <Yeah>. it's really <laughs> impactful.
2: Yeah. And I think what people just we've been bred in this society, though, is that we have to have things. We have to have things. We have to have things. We just do. And it's like that's what I like about crypto. It's really here's the way I look at crypto is that it's 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 just energy, right? It's not even physical. Money's not even physical anymore. So what I tell people is that Mm. money chases the person who values themselves. So if you can value yourself really highly, the money will chase you. It really does. So once like people hear me say all the time, I'm the greatest of all time. Why wouldn't I say that? People say that's arrogance, but why wouldn't if I made in the likeness image of God, and I believe that, would God want me to say I'm a loser? Like it makes no (laughs) sense to me. Like I'm like, I'm the greatest of all time. And so are you, and so are you, and so are you. And like little kids, so Jesus always says, I love Jesus, and Jesus is badass. He says, be like the children. Why does Jesus say be like the children? Because I watch my five-year-old son argue with me that he's the greatest of all time, and he believes that. he believes in. So what happens is we lose that innocence and we become adults. We start thinking and then we get trapped and they use that to their advantage. They knew that we're overthinkers. So like, let's make them think so much about their future. And if you're looking futuristically, right, that's anxiety. If you're looking backwards, that's depression. And so we're stuck in depression. We're stuck in anxiety. We're like this and everything's <sighs> everything's happening right here. This is the most. You guys are the most important thing to me right now. You know, we all. And, and
1: we can. I can feel that. Thank you like that's what's exciting. The the thing that Nick and I studied in improv in one of it is second circle um mm-hmm. and it's teaching us that first circle there's there's that innocence and that pure it factor that children have mm-hmm. unless it's beat out of them or shunned out of them mm-hmm. in survival mode. And how do you get back? And it's all sorts of breathing techniques and you know, word techniques to yeah. get into the ideal second circle, third circle being like, like you mentioned early on, you know, the bulldozer and first second, first circle being on your heels essentially. Yeah.
2: So that's powerful. Very cool. And it's, you brought it up a really important point too. It's like, we have to, I feel like we're, we're generational shifters. We're supposed to, cause like, I think these are the things that go on in my, my little brain is that I'm like, I think this a lot. I'm like, what are we here for? Like, what is this thing? Like, what? Why are I think that all the time? I'm like, why are we here? You know, like, what is it? And then we see so many people just existing, just existing. And I'm like, so we we come to this earth just to exist, just to, to be like, have all these dreams, become an adult, have anxiety, depression, hate our jobs, hate our spouse, hate our partner, hate our loved one. To die, to be like, hey, don't forget to love. Don't forget to forgive. don't. And it's like this. So what I'm pretending, and I don't know what happens after we die. I have no clue. I don't know if we come back. I've heard all these different narratives. So I love listening to everybody. But what I'm pretending is that I come back at the same level I left off. That's how I live my life. So I'm mm. like, fuck it. I'm going all in. <laughs> and so like I call myself a warrior in a modern day society. It's like I'm like I'm just going to – I'm hopefully maybe I come back as a king. I don't know. <laughs> I mean that's the maybe way –
1: Maybe you're a king now. Yeah, yeah. hey,
2: in my mind I am. But I mean that's – Why like, not? And you know what's interesting? I, I do want to talk about this too. And I know this all goes into crypto because it goes into your confidence and your self-awareness and things like that. It's, it's interesting. When I started s- – saying I'm the greatest of all time. Well, let me, let me get back up real quick. I started saying yeah. I'm the top health and mindset coach in the world on my podcast in 2018, and I just started repeating it over and, over and over and over and over and over. And my podcast started going up in the rankings and going up in the rankings and going up. Nothing changed in my podcast. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. I just kept saying it and it kept going up and going up. And then we just, the other day I was looking, I looked on iTunes. I'm not saying it's brag. I'm just telling you what repetitive. No, please brag. I looked at iTunes the other day and I typed in motivation. I was scrolling. I'm in the top 20 in motivation now on podcasts. Sick. I'm like, interesting. I'm like, it's because I told people who I was. Mm-hmm right now i'm starting to say i'm the greatest of all because i believe it i really believe on the greatest of all time within my paradigm right because the way i look at it is like we all like all three of us are living in a different experience and paradigm right we we truly are and the way i explain this to people in coaching is if two people are sitting at a light right and we we're also all three of us are sitting there and we see a horrific motorcycle accident let's say let's take two people so we see a horrific motorcycle accident the person in the left car watches that and they're like holy shit Oh, my God. And so they're like, life is very short. And they start living their best life. They start working harder at work. They start a business. They start saying, I love you to their spouse. The person in the right saw the exact same accident. Literally, it has PTSD. They start, they get on depression medication. They lose their marriage. The people saw the exact same situation and have a completely different paradigm. So I really think about that. We're all living a completely different paradigm that is created by the thought process within your mind. And that's how I, I explain it. They're Like, oh, that makes sense. It does. That makes sense. And it's based on how we were raised.
1: I was literally just going to say mm-hmm. that because yep. you can't – it's not a negative that either of them had that experience, but it's our ability to break free from the things that told us we have to have only that experience. Correct. Or, so like, like I am – um, on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And it's changed my life so yep. that I can break free of the anxiety that caused me to not think I was the best. Um, Nick, we, we, we don't want to take any more of your time because you're so awesome. And I know you're so busy. But Nick, do you have any questions for our amazing Coach JV guest before we let him go motivate a million other people? <laughs>
0: Thank you. I mean, so, so many questions. Let me try to figure out the one. Let's try to figure out a, a good one. I mean, one thing I'll say on what you you both were just talking about. I mean, I, I spent a lot of years working in, in the field of mental health, um, and one of the things that uh, that I used to say that I through my observations was, um, it's not what happens to you that matters; it's how you process it.
2: Mm.
0: And when I look at when I look at the people, I was dealing with a lot of young adults who were transitioning. Um, you know, from being a teenager into their early twenties, um, who had a lot of roadblocks. You know, whether it be you know mental health diagnoses or or drug and alcohol issues. Um, but what got them there was was usually a, a family unit or a support system that didn't help them process some of the events that happened to them early in their life. Because, you, like you say, you sit somebody at yep. at a at a, um, at a traffic stop, two people see the same thing, they have different reactions to it. Well, you know, I have a, uh, somebody I'm working with who's, you know, whose father passed away when he was very young, and that affected him for the rest of his life. Absolutely. Well, I know a lot of other people whose father had passed away when they were very young who lived mm-hmm. a very different life. So what was the difference between these two? Usually it is the people who, who are able to move on and create a life for themselves had people around them helping them process and understand yeah. the event that occurred and so that they could work through it where the mm-hmm. other person never had that processing time. You know, usually maybe uh, maybe the mother went into depression, disconnected from the child, wasn't able to help process what that experience was. Um, so anyway, or just, I just wanted... the
1: communication ba- is bad in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like just have no skills with regards to that whatsoever. Well,
0: well sometimes it's just being able to acknowledge the event, mm-hmm. not judge it as being good or bad, saying it is what it is and being able to experience it and move through it. Usually what happens is we take that event, which obviously is very tragic to lose, lose a parent at a young age, and we judge it as being bad. And once we put that label on it, now we are living in that energy field of, of yes. being bad, of it being negative, and it starts to shape our lives. Um, so anyways, I love what you're doing, Coach JV. I think, you know, I think it's so important. Uh, I mean, it's just recently for myself as an actor, Having to, I started paying more attention to finances and, 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 and getting a financial education. I, am really, um, I have some regrets that I've waited this long in my life, but I do try to live my life with no regrets. But one thing I've learned is how important a financial education is. It's the thing that we, we don't get as human beings growing up unless you're lucky to have a parent who teaches you yeah. or you're lucky to, to, to go into that. But there's no class in school that teaches you about how to manage your money. No. No. Um, and ultimately, this is money. I mean, we think about it as this sort of superficial thing, but it's not. It's this thing that we as a society have agreed yes. um, has value and, and determines our input into a society and what we get back. And then we can take that money and get value out of it. So if we never learn how it works, how the system works, we're always going to be a slave to it. Yeah. So not only is the financial freedom going to allow you to accumulate more things, it's going to, like you say, give you more freedom, give you more peace, mm-hmm. peace of mind. And so I love that you're doing all of those things in one package. Um, and I think there's so many people out there and um, who who need to hear this um, so that they can open up. And crypto is the opportunity yeah. to like like no other to make in an. an, an a, Make a return on your investment faster than you can in any yes. other way, and if, and if you do it in a smart, responsible way, uh, it can be very profitable. You know, I started doing getting a financial education last year, looking at the stock market, and it was like, well, you know, certain stocks if they doubled in five years, they were really good stocks. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, great! So let's look for stocks that could potentially yep. double in five years. You come to the crypto market, your stock could, your your investment could double in. A month yes. one, you know six yeah. months a year in five years like you say in 2005 you could 10x yeah. 100x some of your stuff yep um, so I don't know what you know there's so much I could ask you but I guess yeah. I guess what I would say is for somebody out there who's new to crypto what would you suggest um, is there any sort of uh, coins you suggest they invest in is there any sort of approach you suggest they take how, how would somebody who you know, doesn't know anything about this. Take their first steps towards uh, getting invested.
2: Yeah, I think the first thing is—is is, uh, gosh, I—I I hate to start with the boring stuff, but just understanding. The- economics. I mean, understanding, I would highly recommend people look up Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio's. Um, he basically, he has really good courses online. They're free. You can watch it up because you have to understand economics because if you understand economics, you'll be able to see what the players are doing within the game, right? And he's really good because he teaches at a very, very elementary level. Like he does like cartoon, like he has these cartoon videos. So understanding economics is first. Number two is um, really understanding like the types of cryptocurrency, right? Because it gets super confusing. Like you said, you got NFTs, you got cryptocurrency you got all stuff um find a youtuber that you like and stick with them like that's one thing also too because the thing about youtube is awesome there's so much education out there the caution i have with that is just be careful listening to too many different people now and the best way i explain it is i should train figure and fitness competitors in my old past before i you know, attempted suicide. I had the bodybuilding company. And, um, I would tell them if you were training with me, do not listen to anybody else because you're going to change your diet 50 times. And I have no idea what's going on with your body. Right. So you got to pick somebody who resonates with you. Right. And, um, I guess the the way you look at it is, are you analytical are you more like me? I'm non-analytical. I have dyslexia actually. So numbers actually, believe it or not, drive me crazy. I'm really bad with numbers. I'm fundamental. So there's, I'm more of a fundamental YouTuber. Right. And so find someone that resonates with you and just, Get obsessed with it, somewhat obsessed with it, because you need to, because right now you've made a really good point. There will never be an opportunity like this in history again to have this type of price appreciation. There just won't. Another thing I do want to say is be very cognizant of having a game plan, because, for example, when you see massive price appreciation, you do want to pull some profits. But when you pull that profit, are you going to go into a deflating dollar dollar, or are you going to have a game plan outside of that? For example, I'm going into silver and I'm restaking into cryptocurrency stable coins that are non-volatile that are giving me 10% interest, right? I'm also, uh, I'm going to get into uh Turo. I'm going to be renting cars on Turo. So everything my money does, it actually re- makes a return back, right? So, I need, so I'm going to be buying more companies and, and things like that. So, and people think it's super complex. I'm, and I'm not going to, I'm not trying to bash myself, but I'm not the smartest cat in the world. Like I have dyslexia. I struggled through school. It's just really, you have to understand some key factors. Read the book, Think and Grow Rich and R- Richest Man in Babylon. Study them study him study him study him start with the richest man in babylon because it'll it's like oh okay he wasn't the richest person here he just knew that when he got something because we are taught to pay our bills first right responsible thing is go pay your bills go pay all your creditors and what about you we always forget about ourselves that's why we're sick because we pay ourselves last and what happens is by the time we pay our bills we're in a weird feeling and so we make bad decisions we buy food we shouldn't eat we buy shoes we shouldn't get what you do is you pay yourself first. It takes out the frivolous spending, and then you comfortably, you know, some you'll figure out how to pay your bills. Trust me, you'll always pay your bills. It's it cuts out all that frivolous spending. It's just a mental thing. And then you start to think like an investor. Like that's what Warren Buffett does. They just constantly roll money, constantly roll money. Most investors don't hold a lot of cash. You want to free up your cash. Um, those are just simple things because, you know, and just digest it. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Right. Just digest a little bit, but. Also don't wait too long to get into crypto because <laughs> if you want to have some massive price appreciation. And just so you know, just to let people know, a lot of people have gotten in recently, and this is another thing that happened. There's a bunch of people got into crypto and then they got rocked. They lost 50% of their portfolio. But they because they think it's over and they're like, jump. I'm like, just sit tight. It's coming right back up. And just I'll leave you with this crypto. The stock market, if it goes down 3% is catastrophic. In the crypto market, 30% is normal. A 30% drop is very normal. A 50% drop is normal. Uh, a 2,000% price appreciation is actually pretty normal, which is crazy. I mean, so what you have to look at is the big 30,000 foot overview, like, you know, Ethereum, like had this big pullback, but it also has gone up like 2,000% in the last year. So that's one of the biggest things. I know that was a lot to dump on you. I do want to say one, one thing really quick about, um, you were talking, you were talking about, uh, like feelings and stuff. Like when somebody said something to me to rock me the other day, they said you're either a sponge or a filter. You want to be a filter right? You want to be a filter, not a sponge. What most people are is a sponge, everybody they get around, they're like, they hold on to their emotions, be the filter, just grab on to things that you need, right? Filter the things out that you don't need and hold on to the things that you want out of that relationship or person around you, right? Instead of being a sponge and grabbing on to everything. So I just wanted to say that. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> I, no, fucking, I, love I fucking
1: love it. Because yeah. You're also talking to two sort of empathetic people who you have to learn how to I have to learn how to process my emotions so that I can perform them right but how do I walk away at the end of the day and go fuck it let's have a good time even though my character died or whatever I I, really truly more than uh being excited to have our community get to meet you I was excited to meet you I'm so grateful for your time and your presence with us um and Nick you know you're okay too
0: Okay. I do. I do have one more question. How do, If people want to get involved with you, coach, how do they get involved?
2: Yeah. So the best way is to just go coach JV underscore on my TikTok, Instagram, and you go into my link there. Everything's there. I have a link tree. Everything is in there. So it's coach JV underscore. If you just type in coach JV on Google, everything will pop up as well. Um, you just click the link in my bio. You can join our Academy, our free Facebook group. Um, we have meet and greets coming up. We have, I have a podcast, everything's in there. So I have tons. I don't, people don't have to join the Academy. I have, I do two videos every single day. I have thousands and thousands of pieces of free content too out there because I just want to educate people, right? What what? If you go into our academy, you get access to my portfolio, exit strategy. You work out with us live daily, nutrition, how I program my subconscious mind of wealth, and a, the most kick-ass community in the world of people. Just and we also have a we developed a customer service team that answers crypto questions every t- every twenty-four hours. Amazing. So, Yeah,
1: And I joined it. So our community, if they're interested, they could do the 120 days with me. uh, Because yeah, why not, man? I got to get, I got to get kickstarted.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I always tell people like it's, uh, I I try to push everybody into the 100. So out of about 2000 people, we've had 900 join the 120 day challenge. You don't have to work out, but I'm telling you the people that go through our 120 day challenge all the way through, even if you don't make it full bore all the way through their life, completely, I'm bragging about it. their life completely changes because they learn. Cause what I do is I've, I've trained thousands of people the last 21 years. And so what I realized is you can't throw everything at people. It, it like, you know, you just can't. So we habit stack week one, you're doing a new habit week two, you're doing a new habit. And then by the time you're done with this 18 weeks, you're meditating, <laughs> breathing, working out, you're freaking writing down your goals. You have a vision board and uh, your whole life transforms because it builds these patterns. And then it allows you to say, okay, when things start to unravel, you just revisit, okay? What what got me there? Because we're all going to have those moments where we unravel. That's one thing. People like I had did a TikTok, and it was all my TikToks. Most of the stuff is speaking myself because I was starting to unravel. I'm like, what the hell is going on The sales? Blah blah blah. And I got caught up. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm attached. I'm trying to detach from the worldly things. I'm like, I'm attached to an outcome. Why am I so stressed out? Because we're not, you know, gaining twenty people a day. I'm like. That's now I'm attached to that. So I just let it go. And I just let shit hit the fan. I'm like, and I just sat in it. I'm like, God, this feels good to lose for a little bit. It feels good. But then I said, what, what, what am I feeling right now? I wanted to change everything. Why would I change everything? It got us this far. Maybe there's things that we need to get feedback on, but my old self would be like, oh my God, I got to get a new marketing team. I got to do this. I'm like, no, nothing happened. The, the stock market goes up. The stock market goes down. Relationships are good. Relationships are bad. Sometimes the, if you don't have chlorine in the pool, it turns green, right? It's just like if you don't water your grass, it turns brown. If you don't put oil in your car, it dies. It's like
1: – These are good metaphors.
2: so simplistic. And so I was like, you know what? Shit. And then I looked at my own life. I, some of the things I did have my shit together. So it's it. all There
1: are signs all around and it is part of the game just to listen and and be flexible, right? Like. Yeah. I love it. JV. Uh, the pleasure was ours.
2: Thank you. Oh, me too. I'm so grateful. Thank you, thank you guys. Right,
1: and And we'll be sure to put links to all your stuff in our show notes and on our website. so we're 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 have a great retreat as well.
0: Thank you. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for spending this time with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you, guys. Wow! Wow! This is fascinating. Nick, you didn't
1: talk a lot while he while he was. I
0: think talking. it's because I talked a lot before before we interviewed him, which is actually was recorded after we interviewed him. Which is
1: on a scale from one to ten, how good or bad was I at interviewing him?
0: On a scale of one to ten, now we don't know which is good—the one or the ten. I'm right? gonna
1: again. We're just gonna have to. It's a callback.
0: I'm going to do a 7.5.
1: Fuck. That means really bad. (laughs) So I did it right by two and a half. (laughs) Uh, Nick, did you know that we launched a Patreon this week? Yes. How did you know that?
0: Because you told me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's exciting about this Patreon is uh, people can get in early. And you can earn money with us? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, No, so uh, people that listen to us, you're our nickels. And we're accumulating nickels as we speak on our Patreon. And there's so many different things that we're going to offer y'all, including early access if it's possible for me to edit the episode well before Friday when it normally comes out. Uh, This deep dive is available to the public, but in the future when we do deep dives on things that Nick and I do know about, those will be Patreon-exclusive items and Nick, you don't know anything about the MCU. So if, if when and ever you watch a, a movie of the MCU, we will do Nick Doesn't Know the MCU for you guys. There's so many things that you can benefit from being a Patreon member.
0: Which, if we go down that road, is going to be the gift that keeps on giving. Because how many MCU movies are there?
1: There's so much to cover. And I'm, the, here's the thing is, personally, as your friend, I can't wait to talk to you about this shit. I can't wait. I had a friend guide me by the hand with this stuff. And I really do love it. I'm excited. Loki is out today. I'm going to watch it. I can't wait. I'm, I'm oof, Tom Hiddleston. He could give me a call at any time of the day or night. Uh, I mean, anyway, I just I don't know. It's, I didn't know I was going to love this stuff so much, and I really do. So I'm excited for you to eventually go. We're not making any promises on that one because you are very you're a very busy person, and I know the idea. I'm a busy person too, by the way. I'm very important, but I know the idea of like all these deliverables seem overwhelming. But the best part is, is we love doing this, and so these deliverables are easy, and you guys get to ask us questions if you're a Patreon, and we get we we will thank you at a certain level. Um. Why not? Fuck it. Let's make money. We're just gonna invest in it anyway.
0: Well, it's gonna help us to hopefully continue to create better content. You know, it's gonna uh, help people to
1: know that what we it helps us to know what you're enjoying as well, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can just get better and better.
0: Because you know, also, look, I'm, like you say, I'm a busy guy. You know, time is Jesus valuable. If, if we can't turn this thing into, you know, something that, you know, helps fund itself, then it's, I don't know. So you're
1: saying you're going to break up with me soon. (laughs) Uh See, here's the reason why I asked how happy you were to do this podcast on the air is that you couldn't say you didn't like it because you can't. I I trapped you. It's entrapment.
0: It's entrapment. I keep showing up. So...
1: (laughs) I was going to go to... Okay. Anyway, Nick <laughs> that's so what's Im-
0: that's what's important. Don't think generation now I'm here, now.
1: you're not the generation now. you don't even know what fucking generation you are <laughs> here's let's put it this way uh there's always I'm joking, but there's always a grain of truth in every joke, right? Mhm, just a little bit. do you think that's true?
0: Sure, what is truth?
1: Oh Jesus. This kind of goes back to something that you were talking about, though, that the majority of what we say is nonverbal. So, what are you you saying right now with your position? What are you nonverbally saying?
0: Right now, I'm saying I'm in. I'm interested. No, you're not. No,
1: no, you're hiding your face with half your fist.
0: No, you're reading. You're hiding.
1: You're hiding your true expression. You're being two-faced right now. Uh, Nick, the pleasure is mine this week. Thank you.
0: Is it? Uh, Yeah. Pleasure pleasure is always mine.
1: No, it's mine.
0: Well, I don't. It's it's always mine. It's true. (laughs) Bye, Nick. Bye, Jess.
1: Thanks so much for listening to You Don't Know Nick podcast. Do us a favor and give a review wherever you like podcasts or give it a subscribe. And if you want to find out more ways to support our show, go to youdon'tknownick.com. That was a JLV production.